I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there like a little lady in a race car. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Inside Agitator, returning from our two-month-plus hiatus. Season two, baby. Yep, season two. <laughs> uh, our, your same co-hosts, as always, we're back, we've returned. We did record episodes during the hiatus, but um, they were incredibly depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they were rough. Um, <laughs> there's gold in it, and there's there's parts of it that are really funny, mm. Um but there's a lot of parts of it that Homeland Security would probably love. Um, so yeah. we're going to not release them. <laughs> those are, those are yeah, remaining those, in the vault. Yeah, those will be forever lost, you know. Yeah, until they're one day subpoenaed by a court of law. Um, and until then, until, uh, until yeah. then, we're back to talk about World War Three. Will it happen? Right. Hopefully not. Um, no, I really I don't want to have to talk about the Ukraine shit, but I feel like that's what we have to talk about on this episode. And then next episode, there's a million other things I'd rather be talking about, but I feel like we got to like just get this out of the way. Yeah, um, we just got to hit this real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is, you know, naturally, this is kind of what everyone's talking about right now. So. Which is hilarious to me. It's like people are almost glad we finally have something that's not the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. People are almost pro war. <laughs> it's crazy. Like a lot of takes are people are pro-war. almost pro war. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, a lot of people are, are thirsty. Yeah. It's nuts. People like want blood. Like, <laughs> like it's I'm shocked. Yeah. Which is crazy because I feel like like uh, we were young when 9/11 happened. I I remember it. I grew up in New York. I don't know if you have like a concrete memory of it, but like, you know, we yeah. were young enough, but we were around for it, but not like we were really like politically aware of the run up to the Iraq war, right? We've only heard it secondhand. And uh I've always felt like, oh, maybe people are over exaggerating or maybe that's not even what I believe, but I just I never really I think fully understood how intense the like war bloodthirst and propaganda is it's really fucking wild to live through it yeah. and like watch it in real time it's truly fucking crazy um yeah man. yeah it's wild it's it's really fucking wild uh yeah it's it, the craziest thing to me is like that you can just watch this shit happen like there's just like videos on tiktok of like people bombs going off next to them and like there was this one video i don't know if you saw the dude who is like smoking a cigarette outside and then he hears something and he looks up and he double takes and then a bomb just like hits like right over him. I did see that shit. Yeah, yep. that, that's fucking nuts, man. Like a lot of wild that? cigarette activity. Um then I also saw a dude like diffusing a bomb, like in like a you know, a road mine with a cigarette in his mouth, which yes, is like I did see like that. nut job behavior. <laughs> that shit rocks. It reminds me of my cousin. One time I was fishing with my cousin and he like, it's like, you know, this little like, you know, boat with like one of those like, uh, and like one engine on the back 
and he like he's coming to fill it up with the gas can with like a lit cig in his in his mouth. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to fucking explode. Like I'm like, because it's a small little thing. I'm like right next to the engine. Um, <laughs> you just like, and no, I'm no, like, yeah, oh it. fuck. Uh, but but yeah, no. I mean, so that's that's an aspect of this shit that's really been crazy. Because even compared to like Iraq War. We're now all on social media, like on an international basis and seeing shit in real time. And then you get to see different people who are like propagandized differently than interacting on social media, which is fucking hilarious. Like my favorite is this one Russian kid puts up a TikTok about how like sanctions are like affecting his family or something. And um, and like, oh, we can't eat this, that and the third. And then one of the top comments from like an American is like, you guys should be overthrowing your government right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I- suck. What the fuck are y'all doing? You idiots. That's like, what, what are you Which, even talking about? What you yeah. Doing? And you'd be, we'd be missing that without TikTok. That beautiful yeah. interaction. You wouldn't have that. Um, That's gold. That's actually yeah. gold. Yeah. And honestly, to extrapolate on that, I feel like that is the underlying mindset behind, like, a liberal support for sanctions is, like, oh, well, they, they're they tacitly kind of approving what Putin's doing by not overthrowing him, um, which is insane because that's, like, Osama bin Laden's justification for killing American civilians on 9-11. That's, like, you know, and it's, like, so the only way... You could believe that is if you believe that Russia's more of a democracy than the United States. And that yeah. the reason we can't overthrow our government is because it's less of a democracy. Like, you'd have to admit that to actually believe that those things are different. And so it's like, all right, if you believe Russian civilians deserve to pay for their government sins, what do we deserve as Americans? What, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. um, and that's the context that's not understood. And it's not engaging in whataboutism to look at what the Western media is saying about Russia and go, well, America's doing this, this, that, and the third. It would be whataboutism if you were saying it for no fucking reason. You're saying it because the underlying solution to all of these reports is that American imperialism and world global dominance should be leading the charge, not any other country, and no other country should be present on the global stage, which I just don't know is necessarily true, that Putin's any more or less evil than the United States has been in multiple countries, and still is. Like, you know, look at Israel and Palestine, look at what fucking Saudi Arabia is doing right now, look at what we did in the Middle East. I mean, these are things that are consistently happening, and and, uh, it it blows me because it's like... Motherfuckers who started caring about the loss of life 15 fucking minutes ago mm-hmm. will then lecture you on how you're pushing pro-Putin talking points and pro-Russian talking points and anti-Ukrainian stereotypes because this, because you're doing what about this, that, and the third. Yeah. When, no, I'm not doing what about ism. I, we need to understand the full historical t- context of what's in play here. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And it's, like, to tag along to that, like, last point, it's, like, I feel like there's, like, somewhat, like, I don't know if you could consider, you probably consider this a white supremacist talking point, but, like, the the thing where it's, like, oh, this is happening in Russia, or this is happening in Ukraine, these are Europeans, these are, 
you know, white oh, people. Oh, dude, did you just call the Ukraine Russia? Are you a Putin asset? Are you, uh, dude, are you pushing Vladimir Putin talking points on your podcast with an Instagram account who has 560 followers? Do you know how many DMs I've gotten like that in the really? past three weeks? I've gotten three people actively accusing us of laundering talking points for the Kremlin. And I'm like, yep, could you imagine Vladimir Putin sitting there? All right, we need our best guys on it. Let's... <laughs> Let's get these two dickhead potheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With 560 followers on Instagram, yeah. they're really gonna turn the tides. Yeah. <laughs> they're really- what we're saying here is impactful, and this will be played for generations beyond us. That is really what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 get the fuck out of here. Like, like, and and that's what's so wild is. Like, motherfuckers who genuinely started giving a fuck 15 minutes ago do not want to examine what is really going on, which it's a couple things. One is that we asked for this kind of global competition of resources. This is the world that we set up and structured and built and wanted. We asked for this. Mm. We, we loved it when the Russian aristocracy put Putin in there. We love Putin. Because he, that was the end of the Soviet Union. That was Russian, co- Russia cozying up to capitalism and then becoming hyper-capitalist. What we don't like is them being a competing world power. We don't like anyone being a competing world power. We don't like admitting to ourselves that we are a declining empire, which is just the truth. Yeah. That's just the reality. It's not complicated. We are an empire in decline. And unfortunately, unlike in other declining empires, we're not getting any of the f- social programs or fun orgies out of it. We're just getting fucked. It just sucks. It just gets worse. Gas prices get higher and higher and higher. And that's it. That's like the only real resemblance of our loss of global domination, um, which shows that it's actually like not that impactful on our lives as Westerners. So we really should just quietly... Let it die. Um, but nevertheless, uh, we we want to be the globally dominant force. And any other country stepping up and being entering the world stage and doing exactly what we've done it, it, across the whole world and continue to do. And, and I wouldn't even put it like that. Like really, when you look at the historical context of what's going on, we – you got to look at 2014, the coup in the Ukraine – which there's a professor at the University of Chicago who was trying to talk about the 2014 coup and now his students are trying to get him kicked out for pushing like pro anti-Ukrainian talking points. Really? Uh, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, you get you have that kind of silencing going on, which which is just mirroring the Nazi shit going on in the Ukraine where they're literally using communist literature to build barricades and light them on fire to fight Russia. Like that's like they're literally doing book burnings and posting on like official Ukraine accounts. Like yeah. that's the type of shit that's going on. Yeah, no, I saw um didn't NATO post a picture, right? And it was of the the Ukrainian soldier that's like the woman and on her chest she has the black sun. Right? I didn't see that NATO post that that's what? crazy yeah, though. NATO, I believe people, it. People like zoomed in. Like oh, I did see that shit. I saw like, oh, computer enhance, and yeah. it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I did see that shit. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if that was real or like verified because I didn't. I looked at the NATO page, but I think like my brain just got scatterbrained at the moment, and you know, I just didn't really like look hard enough. But <laughs> I was wondering, if that or was they just weird. deleted the tweet, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I thought. I was like, because people called it out pretty quick. But yeah, there's a lot of shit, and I like. Here's the thing: I'm not like. 
I'm so gullible. I'm willing to believe. Like when people are like, oh, Putin's denazification thing, he's overselling it and he's capping. I was willing to buy that and be like, all right, maybe it is just a couple fringe people. And then for weeks now, every dude that like the Western media interviews ends up like being a Nazi, like posing in front of a picture of a Nazi during the interview or like it's like insane. And I'm like, holy shit, it really this is crazy. And and I've recently read like this book, The Devil's Chessboard, that talks about when in World War Two and in the run up to it, we were super friendly with the Nazis. And then obviously we've talked on the podcast before about how, you know, after World War Two, we were friendly with the Nazis, but even in the run up to it, super friendly with with because the, the, they were our business interests in Germany. They protected, and that was what we. So we of course were doing the same thing again. And it also it doesn't matter Nazis or fucking Afghan pedophile warlords. It doesn't matter. We'll fund whoever to destabilize a region that we want to destabilize. And we have, like, forced Russia into this conflict. We have a media that zooms in and makes it look like it's Ukraine v. Russia. It is the U.S. and NATO, everybody in it, and the Ukraine versus Russia. And us basically using Ukraine as a military outpost like we use in the rest of the fucking world. And and Russia, like, moving—literally for weeks, Russia just simply moving troops to their border was seen as this crazy act of aggression. Motherfucker— we have bases and sh- and weapons allied on our side right at their border. We're on the other side of the fucking world. What yeah, the fuck? Wasn't there like a quote from Joe Biden that was like saying like the way that like he said it like a long time ago, but it's like the way that like the Russia would ever be interested in going to war if there was like constant Western aggression. You know what I mean? And like them us encroaching on our border on their borders. Mm hmm. Throughout. I don't know. Do you do you remember seeing that? Yeah, so uh, we posted actually the clip of it. It's 1997. Joe Biden's talking about how the best way to get like a volatile Russia that wants to go to war is that if we expanded all the way to Russia's borders with NATO, which yeah, is what yeah. we've effectively done at this point. Yeah. Um, and we've also created this competitive, bloodthirsty, cutthroat global marketplace where you have global superpowers vying for resources. And not working cooperatively. Like, this is the world we asked for, built, and designed. And so it's so childish when these bourgeois freaks are, like, demanding nuclear war without even realizing what they're doing because the media's hyping them into a frenzy. Because all of a sudden, there's another global superpower doing what we've been doing for decades. And because all of a sudden our global order and really just the delusion of a global order that we've, we've fooled ourselves into for decades now is being disrupted. And so everyone's on, obviously in a panic because that's a big fucking deal. And then people whose lives are not really that affected by that are thrown into this huge tizzy. And then it's made about Ukrainian lives. And if you don't care, then you don't care about Ukrainian lives. You're not sympathetic to the suffering. I mean, look at this. What are you, a cold-hearted bastard that you don't want to? No, I don't want more suffering, and I care about loss of life in general. I don't want to further empower U.S. imperialist forces. I don't want to send more weapons to the region that are going to cause more suffering. And what's so fucking crazy is being accused that I'm a tanky because I don't support sending tanks to the Ukraine. Like that's what's fucking cr- like, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. how far away the word tanky's gone from its original. Like, yeah. like, yeah. If you're anti-war, you're a tanky. All right, that makes fucking sense. Yeah, ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous, and like people 
like people who we talked about on the podcast before, you know, have just been nonstop tweeting about the shit, you know. Yeah. I won't say bro's name, but you know who the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. And yeah, there's a lot yeah. of and, and I mean it could that could be be yeah. any number of people because there's yeah. so many people who are shilling for the Ukraine and buying into it because it lets you seem because you get to then play this middle road of I'm a smart leftist and I'm smarter than all the traditional knowledge people, but also I'm smarter than the whole left. Cause look, I get I'm I you see what the adults in the room are saying? I know that there's a middle ground between these two things, and I really see the truth in this, that, and they're just fools who are knee-jerk reactionary to the U.S. empire. I understand the nuances of our empire's dominance. It's bullshit. It's a grift, and it, it makes you seem smart, and then people get mad at you, and it's an outrage cycle. I mean, so much of the shit um, that Vosh has been posting That's is exactly purposefully inflammatory. I know it was. <laughs> yeah. It's it's purposefully inflammatory to get a, a bunch of responses. I never reply to that guy because fucking it gets the responses and everyone gets mad and it creates this whole cycle and then he finds the dumbest responses and he highlights those and it's like you play into this thing. He knows what he's doing. It's a media thing. He, I don't even know. You know, we we could go. I don't want to get into his whole thing, but it's a million people playing into this. And what's crazy is. Almost the whole cast of characters in the traditional media who supported the Iraq war and got us involved in the Middle East, which we just are now finally getting out of, are like ringing the bell for we got to fucking escalate shit in Ukraine, which is insane. That the fact that these people even still have jobs, let alone are now leading us into another war that that most people are following them blindly into is is truly like is nuts. And then the Zelensky is hot shit. That like fucking what is up with liberals and just sexualizing fucking <laughs> like world leaders? You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's just been a weird ass trend. <laughs> just Dude, saying, I'm, like, I, I, I like every time these fucking white women, wino yeah. fucking freaks like decide that somebody is a sex icon. Give it four months. It's going to come out that Zelensky has, like, children in, like, a dungeon somewhere. Like, because yeah. remember, the last, the last notable one was Cuomo. And look mm. what happened there. He then ended up murdering everyone's grandma and 12 interns or some shit. Yeah. So, so like, fucking, what, what's going to happen with Zelensky? We'll see. But, if, fucking, if history's any indication. Yeah, it'll... Oof. Jesus Christ. Uh but because yeah. uh, remember, I'm a Cuomo sexual. Like we're doing this for yeah. Zelensky, a guy, a guy who ran on being soft to Russia, because most Ukrainians know that they're economically interested in Russia, who wants to economically invest in the region and uplift the region, as opposed to America, who wants to extract all the resources from it and give everything to the West. Most Ukrainians want to be soft on Russia and get in bed with Russia. Zelensky, who's an actor who played the president on TV, by the way, so it's as if we elected Martin Sheen fucking president. (laughs) He fucking ran. I'm being soft on Russia. And then turns around and goes, you know what would be a great fucking career move for me? You know what would get me pussy from the fucking antagonist and don't look up? If I become this fucking CIA fucking douchebag. And that's the thing. This could all fall apart. And everyone's going, oh, he's a hero. He's staying in the Ukraine, this, that, and third. Because he's not ready to retire to his cushy job in the private sector just yet. 
But just wait, he's going to be speaking at all the conferences and this, that, and the third. He's got it made now because he got in bed with the right people. It's the Obama thing that we talked about where Obama goes, well, I'll let history decide. If you're a guy like that and you choose to ally with the right forces, history will make you a hero. And that's the deal that he got. He's now going to be a hero, sex icon, this, that, and the third. He's set. And he's going to have more power than you could fucking imagine. And that's what's great. He now gets to be like Israel too. His country gets to be the outpost, the bulwark against Vladimir Putin. Yeah. You know how that positions you with the West? That's that's brilliant. And you know how many people are going to suffer and die because of that? And people want to call Putin a heartless bastard while, while baking this guy into a fucking hero. This guy's a selfish, heartless prick. This guy's a fuck. This guy's is a sellout. His people are dying. And the gall of everybody from him to everyone in the West who fucking were whining about not having enough milk in the supermarket, cheering on the arming of, like, grandmas and the training of children to go be cannon fodder in this NATO war for fucking gas resources can suck my left nut. These idiots. (laughs) These selfish morons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. Like... (laughs) That shit is crazy when you put it. Yeah. Wow. Like, like, idiot. Like, people who would never. And these are the same people telling Russians that they should go overthrow their government. These people who've never left the fucking keyboard. These people who wouldn't even fathom doing that when we've done things multiple, like, so much more heinous. For decades and decades and decades. Yeah. No, we have. Literally. And then People like, who have actively shat on those who have tried to, to, to change things and to try to get, not do Putin-like things as our own country. And that's what's fucking wild. What underpins all of this is this subconscious understanding that we need to be globally dominant. And this fear of what happens if we don't, which is entirely stoked by the media because the people running the media are threatened by not being the globally dominant force in the world. That's the truth. But me and you, what's going to affect us? Gas. That's And, and that's what's going to affect everybody. Gas. That's that's going to be the big thing. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. For real. And so here's my plea. Although if you don't agree with me, you've probably stopped listening at this point. But here's my plea. This is, this is just the plea that you should use to all the bourgeois and bourgeois wannabes out there. Summer's coming up, baby. Summer's coming up. We want cheap gas. Lift the yeah. sanctions on Russia. Summer's coming. I listen. Bye. But what's crazy? Doesn't it only count for like eight percent, like our sales from Russia, right? Well, yes. Yeah, so like most of it so comes like, from Canada. It like, oh, most of yeah. it comes from Canada. So why is like the extreme gouging going on right now? If it's just like eight percent, I mean, how is that? Because like- you get to, like we've yeah. discussed on this podcast before, yeah. any opportunity you have to, you take it. So that's part of it. But 8% is still a fat chunk. That's still going to increase gas prices. But it, what's, what is funny about that, though, is now we're now getting in bed with Venezuela. And it's there's already articles rolling out to be like, you know, Venezuela's maybe even turning away from socialism. Maybe Maduro isn't such a strong man after all in Bloomberg and shit. And it's because now we're going to start trying to get gas from Venezuela, which is hilarious. Um, and... 
But the real funny thing about that, though, is that about two weeks ago, we increased sanctions on Venezuela. So it's like we saw this coming. And then there was an article yesterday, um, so, you know, two days before it released this, saying, like, on the table for a gas deal with Venezuela, easing of sanctions, the sanctions that we just put in place. Yeah. So, like, we're like, like, it's fun to be like, oh, Venezuela's at the negotiation table. But as always, we rig the dice. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, no <laughs> South American country's ever fucking getting a fair deal. Um, yeah, and a weighted coin. Yeah, it, like, always. Like, it's it's yeah. never... But, yeah, no, the plea to... And this is what they they probably are talking about in Congress is listen, I want to I wanna go out to the beach. I want to go here. I'm trying to go to Malibu. I'm trying to go to this place. I'm trying to go here. You know, a lot of these people in Congress, they got private jets. Those are got to be expensive to gas up. I don't know how much it is. It's got to be expensive to gas up a private jet. They got to be thinking, listen, summer's coming. I'm trying to go to Nantucket. I'm, try- I'm trying to go to Little St. James 2. In Antarctica, it's colder than the last one, but there's no media, so it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they got private jets to fill up. And listen, bourgeois wannabes out there in the upper echelons of society throw in temper tantrum protests for a thing that the media told you to care about. You got things you want to do, too. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of years. You've been uber eatsing food to you while you get paid tens of thousands of dollars to go on two zoom calls a day and 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 it's been hard it's been really hard it's been so and 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 a lot of you you got a pandemic dog maybe even a boyfriend that you've now had to give up with the world spinning again it's there there it's been a tough two years we all want to get on a plane and go to europe it's gonna. Yeah. The flights are gonna go up. Yeah, flights are gonna go up. Exactly. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Think about it. Think, Think about, about it. it. So about I, here's my pro- modest proposal: we lift all sanctions on Putin until 2023. And he'll still be there, and then we <laughs> and we just have a fun summer. And the fall's beautiful too. And then for winter, we lock it down again. Gas prices shoot it back up to five bucks. We call it a day for a little while, you know. Yeah. And that's the I think the modest proposal. Let Listen, guys, dudes, rock. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. It might. It, I love the moral superiority that we're gonna go save the people of Ukraine. I love it. I love the spirit. Let's focus on ourselves for a little bit. We love saying that in this country. Let's focus yes. on ourselves. Please. Self-care. Self-care, Please. <laughs> this country needs healing. We do not need to be worried about the Ukraine. We, we do not. <laughs> we we do. need to have a summer of debauchery and just What? Run. No, but how much money do we give? 60 billion? 120 billion? Some nuts amount. They're literally there's someone who just starved to death while we've had this conversation. And yeah. we're and we're sending money to dudes who have posters of Hitler with his shirt off in their childhood bedroom. Th- that's what we're doing with the fucking money. Yeah, we're sending it to fucking 
pig fat on bullets to f- to yeah, shoot Muslims shoot. with. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we've always done with our budget. That's not new. The 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 outright Nazi thing is new. They've they, they we've been wrapping bacon on bullets probably since fucking the Desert Storm, you know. Yeah. Fucking so that's not new. I I I'm trying to be more positive with the new pod <laughs> season. I'm trying to trying to be more uplifting and so here's the uplifting message is that we first and foremost and i don't care what this makes you if it makes you a tanky or a putin apologist or whatever the fuck we have to be anti-war we have to be anti-intervention we have to be pro de-escalation say it with me everybody de-escalation de-escalation Easy. I'm going to put the more you know. Yeah. Right behind Easy. Me. De-escalate. <laughs> and and if, you're, you, if you're playing into anything else, it's because you have some kind of subconscious or egotistical buy-in to a grander narrative. That's bullshit. It's fake. Whatever reliance psychological you have on that grander narrative, get rid of it. Deal with it because it's bullshit. We we need to be anti. It doesn't help. When has it ever helped anybody? Never. It's never helped anybody. And specifically what we're doing now, we are just hurting the Russian people and underpinning the liberal like need to do that with sanctions and, and, and you know, just cosign of that is the idea that they deserve to suffer because they are responsible for their government's actions. Well, then what does that say about us? If that's where we're going to set the playing field, what fucking happens when the Russians are okay with nuking us? What, you know, like, what, is that really where we want to set things? We already set the global stage to be a bloodthirsty competition for resources. Is that really where we want to set the bar? Is that everyone's responsible for their government's sins? I don't think we want that. I Like, like I don't. Yeah, I really I don't. don't. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of a, a literal nuclear war because we decide to put all these sanctions on these guys yeah i ain't got time for that man i just kind of want to make music bro <laughs> yeah no i dude there should i, I i'm trying to yeah, listen i was railing against the selfish people in congress the private jets and people want to go to europe this that and third i want to go on tour i'm trying to go to mm-hmm. concerts this summer if gas is five dollars a gallon i can't I, that's gonna be that's gonna put me in the poorhouse i can't and the other big 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 thing here is that Motherfuckers want to be in, they think being informed is action. Like that is what doing, so, like something bad happens in the world and what you think is the response is to then be like, I'm going to get informed on this. And you push against the emotional turmoil of doing that to read all this Western media that is like emotionally manipulative and horrible and designed to push you in a certain way and is propaganda. And then you become more misinformed about something and your gut reaction, which is probably more like, like your gut reaction to shit in the Ukraine is like, damn, we should chill that shit out somehow. Not we should get, but if, if that's your gut reaction, then you read a bunch of information. Your new reaction is we need a no fly zone, which is something that's just going to result in nuclear war. And thank God the Biden administration doesn't seem to be taking the bait on that. And there was a hilarious protest from a bunch of New York artists, which is hilarious because that means someone whose dad pays their rent 
so they can live in New York and not have a real job. A bunch of New York artists, i.e. trust fund kids, went into the Guggenheim Museum and threw paper airplanes that then I guess the janitors had to clean up afterwards to protest how there should be a no-fly zone. Which is like literally children throwing a temper tantrum. Just selfish. And, yeah. It's just being yeah. selfish and putting on a show and fucking up somebody's day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and also, and it's a nice Instagram post, though. Don't forget. But yeah. what's even better is that it's a co-option of the Vietnam anti-war era protests. People do like peace doves and shit like that with paper stuff and leave it places and do that. It's like doing it. In favor of nuclear war now. That's like what is a cool statement. That's a positive statement. Um, yeah. Oh, God. So, what do you think? What do you think is the the future? What is your prediction? For like uh, well, the whole resolution. I, I don't want to eat my words here. I don't want to eat my words here, but I'm hoping that Biden continues to resist doing the no fly zone thing that all the neocons and psychopaths are calling for. Um, and that I hope, you know, allows this to kind of settle down. I mean, here's the thing. I wish we could go back three weeks and not escalate this to where it was at. We basically forced Putin's hand and it's not like, you know, I, my favorite tweet is seeing leftist men talk about how NATO and U.S. provoked Putin really shows me how they'd act in relationships. And it's like, I mean, it's like, come on. Like, are we really doing this? Like, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> sit um, down. Like. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, not, uh, that really just gave me, gave me a laugh. But, like, that's really, yeah. that's how people feel is like, oh, you're apologizing for Putin. And that's the thing. Anything we do as a nation we have the best of intentions, and it's just a mistake when things go bad. It's an oopsie. When Putin does something, it's evil, and it's about domination and extracting the resources. But motherfuckers don't have the ability to apply that to both things. Yeah. And, and, and then they call us the ones who lack nuance. But it's and, – and oh, you're doing whataboutism. No, 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 no. These countries have the same intentions. And if you can soberly view that and go, okay, both these countries want the same thing then what you support is de-escalation and no one fighting to carve up the region and no one dying over, once again, mainly gas resources in the region, which is really fucking ridiculous that that's like kind of the source of this whole thing, as always. It's this resource war, which is exactly what we asked for. Um, yeah, well, we want it from the start. Yeah. and and, and But I, I really have no predictions, but my, my hope is that we don't escalate things and that the Biden administration doesn't take the bait. Here's the thing. I've probably said these people a lot this episode or referred to kind of like an amorphous group of pro-war types that have been, you know, running a lot of this propaganda. I think there's a lot of different factions of people. As always, there's the idiots and bourgeois freaks and nutjobs who just, you know, are beholden to the media cycle, whatever. There are people in the government who do not want nuclear war and i think there are cooler heads that seem to be prevailing for the for the moment and and i i i really want to say that critically cooler heads compared to psychopaths who want mountains of skulls these are still people who want american dominance and to do pretty much everything to not negotiate with russia but they do seem to want to be able to when things get to nuclear war 
back down a step, but that which is good. So there are cooler heads. There are a faction of American elites and ruling class who want to go to war with Russia and China and have been waiting for either China to go to Taiwan or Russia to go to Ukraine to trigger a world war that they want to fight sooner rather than later before they become dominant political powers. And and these people are willing to sacrifice millions, perhaps billions of lives in a nuclear war to ensure their global to, to to ensure their global dominance and there's all this talk on the media of well it's so dangerous because putin would rather just hit the button than lose so do many of our elites and rulers they would rather see the world in nuclear ash before other countries rise to become the dominant economic power so that's part of what we're seeing with a lot of the propaganda and pro-war stuff being pushed nonstop. and then there's just a lot of earnest people who feel bad for the ukrainians and are well-meaning people um, and are being duped by what is a insurmountable amount of war propaganda being fed to us every day. And social media makes it so much worse. And like that video of like, go fuck yourself, Russian warship was fake. Like there's all these viral yeah, things all that are just fake. Are alive, right? This was yeah. Small Island, right? That's what it was? Yeah. That was and fake. the ghost of Kiev is fake. Like, it's all these fake war stories. And that's the thing. There's this fog of war. You never know fact from fiction in situations like this. And people are eating this shit up because information's less verifiable than ever. But in the same hand, it's good because the sources who would verify information, we can now clearly see as liars and as pushing these imperialist and warmongering narratives because the fact that the internet doesn't have to be approved, there's a lot of dissenting voices who are saying maybe war isn't necessary. Maybe we need to look at the full picture here. And I had someone say to me, what you guys are doing it would be, is a tantamount to saying that, uh, uh, that 9-11 was chickens coming home to roost. And I replied to them, 9-11 was chickens coming home to roost. And, and if you give a fuck about the loss of life in that event or about the loss of life in the Ukraine right now, you would want to analyze the root causes of how we fucking got there and go to the beginning and say, well, what happened? And want to know what happened with 9-11? We funded insurgents to come and gave them weapons to fight Russia. We trained Osama bin Laden to fight Russia. And we got 9-11. And now we're funding and training neo-Nazis in the Ukraine to fight Russia. We're doing the same fucking thing again. And and I wanted to circle back to this. I'm glad I thought about it. We are now sending people, police officers, over to the Ukraine to train with neo-Nazi units to get combat experience and then come back over to the States. There are people who want to be police officers, Kyle Rittenhouse types who haven't quite made the cut, who are going over to the Ukraine and volunteering to get security experience and training for free so that they can come back and be law enforcement in the United States. That is the security apparatus and weapons apparatus and neo-Nazi apparatus that is being built right under our noses and that well-meaning people are literally donating their hard-earned money and GoFundMes to these neo-Nazis... That, that are also training neo-Nazis to come back into the United States, or at least neo-Nazi sympathizers, 
and conduct similar operations here. And 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 that's that's the what's incredibly concerning about it that this could perhaps even be more dangerous than what went on in the Middle East cuz guess what? Ukrainians are kind of white. So pretty easy to ally with them. I don't think we were too worried about the CIA agents training Osama bin Laden defecting and going to their side or coming back and being fucking uh, you know, Muslim extremists. But neo-Nazi, white supremacist extremists, I would be very worried about law, our law enforcement and people who are working over there in the Ukraine coming back with ideologies and sympathies and perhaps even, you know, real connections to, to what are these. And it's almost not even fair to call them neo-Nazis. These are like Nazi Nazis. These are like Sig Heil, like classic OG Nazis. It's like almost unfair to call them neo-Nazis. It's like, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um they yeah. say all the same shit. They say all the same shit. Um, but if you're like a well-informed, quote-unquote, person right now, you're listening to this and going, the neo-Nazi line is Putin propaganda. It's Putin propaganda. This is what the Russians have been pushing. And this is just, you know, you're playing into anti-Ukrainian sentiments and justifying the war and this, that, and the third. And, like, that's truly what people think. But then what's crazy is, um, if it really is a myth... Here's a couple examples of our Western media reporting on it accidentally. PBS NewsHour did an interview with a guy who was in front a, of a mural at the time of a Nazi. Um, there was uh, a Canadian newspaper who reported on an 18-year-old that was teaching kids how to make Molotov cocktails, which could you imagine a Western media publication running that about Palestinians? No, but it's a white kid in a baseball cap. So, you know, I guess it's all right. Oh, and upon further inspection, the baseball cap has a neo-Nazi logo on it. Whoa, crazy. All right, next one. Uh, NPR article, um, National Propaganda Radio, a closer look at the volunteers who are signing up to fight the Russians. And it has these texts between uh, people who are saying things like, I want to see Russians hanging from every lamppost in the city. Um, and, oh, my God. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy I want to fight shit. the foreigners of the Azov Battalion. Like, all this crazy shit. There's, pa there's pages of these texts. Um, something about l lights. I don't even know. And then the next one, there's a French article about the you know the leader of this this bold rebel resistance movement and this guy's dressed like a fucking uh, J Crew model for this photo shoot in front of a bunch of graffiti and then they show a real photo of him he's got his shirt off and he's got neo Nazi tattoos all over himself oh, uh, yeah oh, uh, fucking... oh my god <laughs> yeah it's just like a fucking... yeah. oh shit yeah and there's like way more examples but those yeah. are some funny ones. Um, Russian troops came to the office of the mayor of Konotop, Ukraine. He escorted them out and made sure they drove away. We are ready to fight to the end, to the victorious end, to defeat these Russian cockroaches. He tells Nick Schifrin, and then behind him he has a picture of Stephen <laughs> Stephen Bandera. Yeah. Yeah. Also, do we want to talk about the race aspect of all this shit? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's weird to. I mean, it's not weird. It's just fucked up, you know. It's because, like, yeah, you're black. You gotta stay here <laughs> to fight for your country, Ukraine. You know. But well, that's dude. They're literally taking like like black students off of buses and like checking mm -hmm. their IDs and shit. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But I was even referring to how on the BBC the big talking point is like, you know, 
this is normally what we see in Africa and the Middle East. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier is that, like, these people think that war is reserved for black and brown people in poor countries and that it's happening to white Ukrainians, you know, that it's like this is all of a sudden, like you said, people care 15 minutes just now, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. The shit that's like it's fucked up and it's like a. A terrible talking point to have. Yeah, it's a terrible it's so opinion wild. to have. Like, why would yeah. you? Like... And I think it's it's a like, couple things. It's like trying to make up for the fact that like the media is like make like all of a sudden cr- cranking everyone to make them care. It's like, oh, why do I care? Oh, it's happening. In, like, you need a reason for it. Yeah. But I almost feel like I did a disservice to it by being like, oh, it's because people feel like they're not the dominant global power. This, that, and the third. On a subconscious level, that's probably true for a lot of people. But I do think on some cra- weird level, even with liberals, it's like, oh, white people are suffering? That's... That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, like... Yeah, which is a Spidey huge part. Are tingling, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like fucking crazy. It's fucked up, and like it, it's a talking point you see like a lot and often and all over the place. Um, and it's really been jarring because it's like it's it's really weird because in the same breath, the same talking heads will then go, "And how do the Russians stomach what they're doing to the Ukraine?" The same way you stomach what we've been doing to black and brown people yeah. for like forever. The like, what do you way mean? In yeah. Yemen, in fucking Libya, yeah. In How fucking do you feel about Palestine? Fallujah? You'd yeah, be like, it's... "Where's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's a Fallujah? I'm not hungry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> is that the shit yeah. that sizzles at Chili's? Yeah. Motherfuckers don't even know what that is. Like, yeah. what do you mean how to Russian <laughs> stomach it? Is that the shit that comes out on the hot plate, the black yeah. plate, where you only get mashed potatoes with it? Is that what it is? Like, real shit. That's like, I, I really, it's so fucking wild to me. <laughs> yeah, man, it is quite insane. Um, it, it's just, uh, I don't even know what else to say about it. Just be anti-war. It's not hard, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I don't like. It's like the fact that we even had to talk about this for this long. Be against war. War is bad. More weapons is bad. Like I don't yeah. know what to like. It's not hard. Like, yep. Killing people is bad. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like you know. Be. I don't know. <laughs> giving weapons to neo Nazis is bad. Yeah. And, like, will bite us in the ass for sure. Mark my words, it is fucking March 9th today. Is someday in the next decade, two decades, three decades, some nut job who we empowered, trained, and armed during this conflict will wreak havoc upon America. It's gonna ha- It's happened every time we've done that in the past. It's a bad idea. It's never worked. You literally had Hillary Clinton go on Rachel Maddow. And be like, one time in Afghanistan, we armed the local insurgents to push back Russia, and it worked. And it's like, oh, yeah, that went famously well. Nothing bad happened after that. That was yeah. it. Yeah. That yeah. end of story. We Nothing. pushed back Russia, and then everyone was happy. <laughs> the end. Like, are you fucking yeah. serious? Yeah. But it's, it, 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 it's, it's, they have to know better. 
It really like, and I, I really think they do, and they just truly don't give a shit. Which is, which makes them actively just as evil as fucking Putin could ever be. They're the same thing. They don't give a fuck about the loss of life. They care about their economic domination and interests. It's all the same game. And and sorry, America, there are other countries playing it now. Boo hoo. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm not ready to kill millions of poor people about it. Maybe you are, but I'm not. Well, you want to wrap it up there? <laughs> you got anything else to add? <laughs> Not really, because it's just like you hit it all pretty damn well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really like. I, I don't know what else. Just be anti-war, guys. It's really yeah. simple. Um, and it, it, it's. It, I guess my last point would be, uh, we have to find ways to offer real alternatives to the Western media cycle that everyone's caught in, because. I mean, to see the way that it took over social media by storm, pray for Ukraine, this, that, and third, the GoFundMes that were literally arming neo-Nazis and people didn't even realize at first. Like, we have to organize better communication and better leftist media. And I'm not going to be the one that does it. We're just two guys that are having laughs and inventing because I need to do this. But someone out, we need to figure out, a, and I would, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I just don't think I'm the guy smart enough to pull this off. But we as a collective need to work together to figure out a way to offer an alternative because people get just caught up and they get told what to be outraged about. It's really concerning the way that everyone just drops the pandemic. It was really concerning the way that everyone just dropped George Floyd. And it's really concerning the way that everyone just picked up arming neo-nazis in the ukraine it's fucking it's really alarming and it's scary because what else could the media get people to support in the drop of a hat with the right programming um and 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 the algorithms too and we have we have to figure out ways to combat that because in the west our mission just you know if we are expecting russians to rebel and overthrow their government then i'm sure other people are expecting that of us but if we're going to fall short of that, which sadly I think we are, we have to, at the very least, try to educate and inform people in the Imperial Corps about the truth of what's going on, how strong the propaganda is, and offer them the realities of situations and the, and the context. And here's the thing. Me and, me and my co-host, we're not r- scholars on Russian and the Baltic area and all this shit. What, but but it's, it's easy to see but when bullshit's bullshit. And that there's other things, history's not doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's context and shit that went on over decades. There's an agreement between the Soviet Union and the Ukraine that the Ukraine wouldn't join NATO and would become a sovereign state. And then they have an all but name. We deposed their leader in 2014 and installed our own in a coup. We uh, we have been emboldening these neo-Nazis in the Ukraine for six years in the Donbass region and, and, and contributing to a, all but a war in, a war in all but name for six years. That has directly led to this conflict, and we've been begging for it with our foreign policy for a long, long, long time. And and if you don't and if you don't want to provide context then you either have a childlike understanding of history, you're a bloodthirsty nutjob, or, and this is what's what's really scary, that's too scary. And you don't want to confront that things are complex and you want there to be good guys and bad guys and you want to have like Reddit Marvel brain is what people have been calling it. But it's true. People want like Zelensky to be like this like Marvel dad 
who's like he's fucking Paul Rudd and Ant Man, and he's fucking saving the day. Like it's just the world's not that simple. It's and it and it never will be. And people need to grow the fuck up. And they're not gonna anytime soon. Disney now is doing story living planned communities, which is something I want to talk about in the next episode. But you know, so you know, people don't want to grow up. They and and you're rewarded for being a child. Being a grown up now is being a big fucking selfish baby. That's what being a grown up is. <laughs> is being a big selfish toddler. I want my papa. That's what being an adult is to people. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I want my self-care. I want my... <laughs> I want my baba! <laughs> Face ass. I, I I really can't fucking... And, and uh, the, the fucking throwing the paper airplanes on the floor is just the perfect encapsulation of the whole fucking thing. People who don't even understand what the fuck is going on. Throwing a fucking temper tantrum that some worker they don't give a fuck about is going to have to clean up. That is like, and I don't mean to sound like fucking Tucker Carlson, but that's the fucking reality of it. Not fighting for anything but an escalation of war and and an empowerment of the very thing you should be fighting against. Disgusting, despicable, but no wonder a bunch of rich New York art kids whose parents pay their fucking rent have landed there with their political beliefs. No, sh- Or it's just fucking astroturf, like fucking all this shit. The best is the fucking protest in front of the Eiffel Tower in fucking France with fucking uh, English signs in English for the American audience. It's like, who's this for? Who planned it? This is the, yeah, the, the, is, that the, the is that the woman with the, like, where everyone had their titties out. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the best is the cameraman goes from woman to woman <laughs> and stays on each woman for like nine seconds. And then he gets to a more heavy set chick and like immediately moves to the next chick. <laughs> There people were tweeting about the cameraman being like the cameraman really going to war, you know? Yeah, no, he <laughs> really like those, he, he went tit to tit to tit to I don't really want to see your tit to tit to tit. It really was, and it's like, bro, you don't need to document, and this is not important for the message. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> leave it to France, those horny motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's shit like that that's clearly for an American audience. It's like astroturfed bullshit. And it's like, who is this for? It's for these well-meaning people that want to be well-informed and care so much about human suffering. And... They want, and it's beautiful too, because these people that want to feel so well informed, they also want to talk down to everybody. And by being getting misinformed by all the propaganda, they then get to talk down to everyone who, once again, doesn't want to send rockets to Nazis. They then get to talk down to all those people, and oh, you're a Russian hypnotized idiot. I'm the smart one in the room. I know that it's necessary to give the Nazis guns. And and it's really, it's really fucking. And I don't want to harp too much on the Nazi thing. Even if they weren't neo-Nazis, we shouldn't be arming them. It's it's stupid. It's why would we do it makes no fucking geopolitical fucking sense whatsoever. Unless we just literally cannot embrace the fact that we're a dying empire and other world powers are gonna do the things that we've been doing for decades and operate in the way that we have forced countries to operate in the system that we've set up. This is exactly what we asked for. We asked for Putin. We asked for all of this. 
And if we're not happy with the bed that we made, then maybe it's time to change it. And that's what I stand for. But nobody is – that complexity is too fucking much. That's way too fucking much. People would rather Putin's evil, Zelensky's a hero, and I want to fuck him, and and uh, let's raise money to arm Nazis. They're not really Nazis. Putin's lying. It's a myth. Um, Russian misinformation on Facebook. Don't even worry about that. It's all good. Then that's like – that's the world most people want to live in. And you know what? With the images of Ukrainian suffering being blasted on TV every night, and I got to tell you, it's heart-wrenching to me. It's horrible for me to see. And then when the images are mainly being accompanied by talking heads explaining to you how more suffering will end the suffering, you get on board with causing more suffering. And if, and we got to not fall for that trap and create avenues for people not to. And that's a way more complicated, deeper discussion. Um, but yeah, fucking... Uh. <coughs> we're back we're back baby we are back um back better than never yeah i've missed venting to you guys we're gonna be coming at you again i apologize for our absence but um i think i speak for both of us when i say that it was it was necessary we did two episodes um and you know there's really some gold on them but they were pretty depressing at points and i would listen back for the editing and i was like i just don't know i this is like helpful to anybody you know um and and then we so then we said we would take a break for a little while we took a break we both had a you know i we had a good time for a while and you know have been really working on ourselves and now we're back and now we're ready i think to really um you know now's the time with things like this going on in the world and then in our own country, it's so much shit hitting the fan, um, specifically with transgender issues. That's something I really want to get into and educate people on because there is shit that we can immediately do um, as opposed to this situation where really all you can do is try to combat the narrative and push an anti-war agenda uh, um, in the West. That's the best we can do here. Um, but with the things like the transgender issue, um, there's a lot that we can do to support and protect trans kids. And, you know, we'll get into that next episode um, and get into some of the important topics because yeah shit's hitting the fans in a lot of ways and um, our support for neo-nazis in the ukraine is not disconnected to them either um, so you know definitely things that we have to confront and talk about um, all around and we're, we're gonna get to that but you know i appreciate you guys sticking with us everyone who tuned in after we took yet another break we, we love you guys so much we're uh we're sorry we left the podcast list for two months but uh but we're back and we'll be recording yeah Game all right game. all right we love you guys peace out y'all <laughs>